Hey everybody, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world and how they can make a difference in yours. It all begins with the land. The Low Country's natural beauty and outdoors are a top reason why people choose to live, work, and play here. We sat down with the Palmetto Bluff Conservancy's Executive Director, Jay Whaley, to talk about how the organization maintains the land and wildlife and educates locals and visitors alike about its 20,000 acres and 32 miles of riverfront. Let's listen. So Jay, Palmetto Bluff dates back centuries with Native Americans first making themselves at home here. Can you give us your briefest history of the land? Okay, absolutely. So you're exactly right. People have been coming to Palmetto Bluff for centuries, and it's uh, first and foremost due to the amazing biodiversity that's found here. What about, tell us about some of the, I know you've had a number of archaeological digs mm-hmm. uh, here at the Bluff. What are some of the things that you found? Um, we found, I think our oldest artifact is a Clovis point, which dates back, I think, uh, like 6,000 years. So uh, after Native Americans, what, what happened to this land? Uh, it was separated up into baronies, mm-hmm. and then the baronies were sold off by those family members as uh, plantations. And then after the plantations, and I know that, you know, Wilson Village has its whole other history there. But tell us about the Union Camp days. That I can tell you about. Uh, that's when I cut my teeth. So I came here as the baby, now I'm the old man. Uh, I came here, uh, started an internship. Well, before the internship, my father was a big uh, Union Camp guy. He was head of uh, Union Camp Accounting and Asset Management. And Sox Calder was the CEO at the time uh, of Union Camp, and Palmetto Bluff was his baby. So uh, every year uh, he would do a father-son hunt, mm-hmm. and I would get to come over with my dad and hunt one day a year on Palmetto Bluff. Started when I was about 10. Now, it was just one day a year, So, but if you knew anything back then about Palmetto Bluff, it was it – was, you were the man if you got there, even if you were 10 years old, you were the man when you got to come here and uh, all of my friends knew it. So it was, it was a great experience. And then later on, um, Anton Witherington was over land resources and he would bring several groups out here a year. So I went to being able to go one day a year to actually being able to come over and stay at the old Union Camp Lodge with the hunters. That was just an amazing Amazing deal. The camaraderie was uh, was just it was great. Um, so fast forward. Told my daddy when I was thirteen, I was going to come to work out here. Uh, went to college at Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College, and I knew that to get a job in wildlife, one you had to one you had to pretty well be top of your class, but you had to have that on on the ground experience. So I sought after a, the, actually the first quarter I was in school, I started looking to started making the phone calls, trying to get in to start an internship. Well, started interning with uh, Anton doing some mapping work, and that led me to Charlie Bales, which was uh, over uh, uh, game management at the time here at Palmetto Bluff. He ended up being over all, all of Palmetto Bluff. 
he's a great man and my mentor and was my boss for many years. Charlie asked me to come to work and come on the bluff with him. And I've been here ever since. So 32 years working on the same piece of dirt. Wow. So when the land was, you know, sold in the early 2000s for, you know, for residential development, why was it important at that time to create the Palmetto Bluff Conservancy and develop its mission? Yep. So one thing Palmetto Bluff has been blessed with uh, from the start, they're really good stewards of the land. Uh, you can take it all the way back to R.T. Wilson. You can take it back even further than that. The people that lived here love the land. And uh, even though uh, Union Camp was uh, going to start development, international paper, excuse me, uh, sold Palmetto Bluff. And once they sold it, once uh, a year went past the, that buyer, uh, we got into the Crescent Resource Days. But regardless, they knew that Palmetto Bluff was a special place. They knew it was a gym, and they knew that they wanted to make sure that they had safeguards in place to make sure that they did it right by the land. And that goes from them to, to now, to the new owners. Why is it so important, though, to, to conserve this land and, and to conserve this space? I mean, you know, 20-plus years on, you know, it's still, you know, a huge part of the mission here at Palmetto Bluff. And how does that play into, like, the, the greater low country? Well, I always say anybody can develop land. All you got to do is have an outline of your land that you're developing, put in an overlay of your wetlands that you can't go into, and then start drawing lot lines and roads. But, uh, and too often it's done like that. Um, conservation, we believe in conservation as opposed to preservation. Preservation sounds sexy, but since our feet hit this continent, really preservation went out the window. That's basically leaving it alone, letting Mother Nature take its course. And we talk about the habitat fragmentation that even goes, you know, that goes on in an amazing place like this. Uh, think about, you know, think about other places around us that, uh, that aren't, that aren't focusing on, on these, uh, wild areas. Um, habitat fragmentation uh, gets to the point where it doesn't allow you to manage, to manipulate those green spaces. And um, so we believe in conservation, which is basically maximizing, but utilizing our natural resources. So, you know, I've got River Road Preserve. Uh, it is in conservation in perpetuity, but it's in conservation. I can go in and manipulate it to uh, best suit uh, the habitat types that are found there, plus the flora and the fauna that are found there. Mm -hmm. And what sort of outreach do you do um, to help educate not only the residents here in Palmetto Bluff, but also, you know, the visitors that come in and visit mm -hmm. the inn and, you know, Greater Bluffton? Well, we are. The Palmetto Bluff Conservancy is open to the public. We're a 501c3 not-for-profit, and we're, we are a support organization for the North American Land Trust. Uh, we are open to the public, and uh, we do over 300 lectures, field trips, hikes, talks a year, mm -hmm. and it all falls on several pillars. It falls on, uh, it falls on historical and cultural resource conservation and preservation, mm -hmm. uh, ecological research, which is so important, uh, and land and wildlife management. Tell us about some of the animals you can find back here. <laughs> if you can think it is here, if it's within range. Well, it's so funny because, like, you know, you, you pull into the place at Palmetto Bluff and you see the woods and you see, you know, some of the beautiful mm -hmm. houses here, but you don't realize that there are some of these really cool animals back yeah. here. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have we have everything from the 
you know, from the smallest rice rat right on up to the to the bald eagle, the white-tailed deer, um, the eastern wild turkey, which is the species that we manage for because the wild turkey is an umbrella species. If we manage for that species, everything else benefits. All we have to do is tweak our management just a little bit. Um, if you, I mean, literally, if you can think of it, raccoons, opossums, um, gray fox, red fox, coyote, bobcat, just this, and not not to mention the three or four hundred species of birds that visit here or, or, or that live here. Um, right now, we're getting our near tropical migrating songbirds coming through. Mm-hmm. So it's always always a treat. And I've got some really amazing birders in my in, uh, that uh, that work with the conservancy. So this is a time of the year that they really look forward to. So, you know, somebody comes to visit the Conservancy without knowing much about, you know, the land here, the local mm-hmm. landscape. What is one thing that you hope that they walk away with? What is one piece of knowledge that you hope that they learn? That we, uh, again, that we believe in conservation as opposed to preservation. And, um, I mean, you can take it all the way down to your, to your, uh, to your lagoons. You know, somebody can't sell you a million dollar lot on a retention pond, but they can sell it to you on a beautiful lagoon, right? First and foremost, these are retention ponds, but when you put conservation to it, uh, we always take it to the next step. Once they start naturalizing, um, once uh, they start holding good dissolved oxygen content, then it's stocked with fish, and now, now you can utilize it for more than more than one thing. We try to preach conservation as much as we possibly can. Well, thank you so much for making time and talking to us about conservation and Palmetto Bluff. All right. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. The podcast continues to grow and never miss an episode of our Five Questions podcast by subscribing to the Chamber Channel on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a moment to download, subscribe, and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people. 